0: This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Some of the best days Dave and I have had on the river have been wade fishing and some of the best days have been floating the river in a drift boat if you're new to fly fishing you'll want to understand the differences and the benefits of each and we'll make some recommendations too let's start with the differences between
1: wading and floating this presupposes of course that you are fishing a river big enough to float right. uh, i remember using a float tube to drift a small creek in the upper peninsula i don't think you were with me no i wasn't um Uh, there were two of us and at several points we had to stop and drag our float tubes to the next bigger run or just to get moving again but we had seen on a a national forest map that the river actually there were roads that crossed it so it was about four miles of of Creek and it went through private property so we were able to stay in the river and fish that
0: so if you end up uh, near a big river say the Madison or the Yellowstone uh, what are the differences
1: well I think the big difference right now is cost if you uh, do a float trip, it will cost you 450 to $500 for a full day plus tip. And yeah. um, and for us, we always split that with two people. And don't think that you're going to be able to do this
0: yourself. There is no way in this world that you are going to want to rent a drift boat for a day. If you think that's an option, think again. I mean, th- a drift boat is not like a, a paddle boat. Uh, you need some skills which take time to develop. Uh, quite frankly, I've uh, uh, rode a drift boat twice, and uh, both times it was uh, almost <laughs> ugly? disastrous. Yes, it was very ugly. <laughs> that, that's putting it nicely thank you Dave yeah it, it's a skill that takes time to learn and besides the rower doesn't get to fish so maybe it's so true it's not a bad thing that I didn't learn that honestly if I still lived in the West that was always something that, that I wanted to uh, uh, pick up but the point is uh, you you can't do this without uh, a lot of uh, uh,
1: training uh, just a lot of time spent in the river so if you're planning a fly fishing trip and you are going to the West or someplace where you can float um, and you do one of the days you want to do a float trip, you know, waiting is a lot cheaper than a yep. float. So mm-hmm. as in about 450 to $500 a day cheaper. Yep, that's right. And I, I really wish that I had learned how to pilot a drift boat, just like you, um, you know, both of us don't live yeah. in the West anymore. And again, we don't have the time or place to do it here in the Midwest. Yeah. And, um,
0: well, I'll tell you what, Dave, I'd be
1: all for it. If you
0: learned to, to, row. in fact, I would even put some <laughs> money toward that. That'd be great. Uh, you're rowing. I'm catching fish. I like that. <laughs> I'm sure you
1: would. Yeah, yeah. I think let's, oh, I think man. let's continue to hire guides. Yeah, that's true.
0: All right. So that, that is a difference. The, the, cost. Uh, a second difference would be the water coverage. Uh, you can fish long stretches of river in a drift boat, obviously a lot longer stretches than you can fish when you're wading, but you only get one shot at a hole or a run unless your guide can circle back. And some of these guides are, they're, they're incredible what they can do with the drift boat. Uh, we have a friend, uh, Toby, uh, who did this for a couple years ago for us. We were on the lower Madison. Remember that one run? We cut a lot of fish out of that
1: oh yeah Yeah, yeah, really
0: good and we'd we'd float down and fish it and then toby would row us back up and we'd go through it again Um, but that's the exception yeah it really is it really is a lot of times you you have one shot and that's it
1: do you remember that guy who was wade fishing while we were drifting the upper Madison? Oh, He yeah. tried to outrun yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and his waders, and here we are drifting down in the boat. I remember he was so tall. He had these big, long legs, and he was able, actually, to make some good, uh, some great strides in the river. There must have been a run <laughs> I know he was going for. And we weren't even going to fish there anyway. Yeah, I that's could never figure out what thing. he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, he's, think about it. He was trying to outrun a drift boat. I mean, it was yep. serious uh, uh, miscalculation on his part yeah, that's right so we just mocked him as we <laughs> floated by. yeah we did no kidding <laughs> so waiting also gives you more time uh to work a, a hole or a run and um and, and besides even in a river weight fishers generally have the right-of-way so yeah, if they you're mm-hmm. fishing a bigger river and there, a drift boat comes by generally if you're fishing a run you know if they're not complete idiots or and you know completely rude yeah um they'll they'll float by the run and let you fish the run now, something you can do when you're waiting or, or when you're floating, you, you can do
0: both. It's kind of the best of both worlds. You can occasionally stop to fish some really good runs. remember we did this a couple years ago with our friend Dave Kumling when we were on the Yellowstone, and I think we actually fished the stretch of Nelson Spring Creek where it enters the yeah, stone. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an option as well. So th- that's water coverage. Now, the other thing I want to say about this is that there are advantages and disadvantages to to both and you don't have to feel like you're going to get cheated if you're floating because you can't stop and spend a lot of time on every run or if you're waiting yeah you may only cover a a half mile stretch of river but you can really uh, work every little nook and cranny so uh, both are very effective i would say
1: the next difference the third difference is really the physical exertion oh yeah uh, fishing from a drift boat is the easy life. Yes, it you is. Know, uh, no slipping on rocks. No tired feet. Uh, you may get tangled with your uh, fly fishing partner occasionally, but um, it's just it's it's just the easy life. Now, the big really problem is. with this there's yeah. a huge problem with this. What's that? And the problem is that you don't, I don't burn any calories. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. And so we still eat at Sir Scott's Oasis in Manhattan, <laughs> Montana, <laughs> even if we don't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, that's so, right. Well, uh, I'll tell
0: you what. You know, all those false casts that we shouldn't be doing and we do <laughs> that that tires yeah, us that's out that's an
1: extra point zero zero two percent of uh you know calories oh, but uh you know so maybe that's the biggest uh problem with fishing in a drift boat is yeah. uh you just don't burn many calories right and sometimes that's a good thing <laughs> when i think about when you and i will hike back like that Place that uh, that we we like to call Hopper Run in Yellowstone National Park, it's almost four miles. Yeah, in. it is. So you it gets longer every podcast. It too, does. Now next year it'll no, be it be seven it miles. Is, it's in. it's yeah. long. It's a long. <laughs> but hop. by the time you get back, you're you've you've hiked about seven or eight miles, and uh, then you really deserve to go to Sir Scott's Oasis, or yeah, the Ribbon that's right. Chop
0: House in uh, Livingston, Montana. I know. I wish there was a way to haul a drift boat up there. So after we hike up and fish a little while, we could just uh, drift oh, our man. way down. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I
1: always dread just when you have to put your rod back together and pack oh, up. And you go, okay,
0: we have four miles to get back to the car. I know, and sometimes you have to dodge a buffalo <laughs> yeah. or two as well. I tell you, it's the hard life. The, it the is a tough life. we it's a tough life. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another difference: uh, timing. Uh, you have to be ready because you only get one shot at some runs. I, I remember a few years ago, I was fishing with a friend back when he lived near Belgrade, and a friend from manhattan and i went out with another friend of his in his drift boat and and uh, we're we're flo- we put in a carter's bridge i think we talked about that in a recent podcast just south of livingston and our friend harry said now hey there's a there's a great run up here you guys need to be ready well uh we were ready and the first thing i did was i hooked myself <laughs> into a tree on the far side of the run and so did john my partner and he was a better fly fisherman than i was and our harry our friend just shook his head so that's the disadvantage i mean we we didn't go back and fish that harry wasn't uh i don't know he, he wasn't up for trying to row back to give us uh you know bumbling idiots another shot at it so you, you do face that when you're uh you're floating now don't let that intimidate you if you have a good guide he'll help you out but but it is different you
1: you have one shot at some of those places. Hey, do you remember a couple years ago, that reminds me of a story. I broke uh, one of our guides H2 Orvis rods. Really? You Dave, <laughs> you, you broke a rod? <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, I remember that. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I generally use my rod, you know, when you're fly fishing with a guide and, um, but he had, he had a couple extra rods. So I, I tried one of his Orvis H2 rods, which I'm thinking about purchasing. And um, right near the end of the day, I hooked into this brown and it was a big brown. And I was working oh, in remember. He, I working oh, to get in the boat, and as yeah. soon as he got close to the drift boat, he went. He darted under the under the boat, and there was no time. I'm sure my technique was horrible. Yeah. Right. I'm sure I had the rod yeah. tip up.
0: Well, remember, I we talked about having your rod at a 45 degree angle, Dave. That that's above the water. <laughs> I think your rod was at a 45 degree angle underneath the surface. That, that's not a good thing when you're fishing in a drift boat.
1: Uh, horrible and then the thing broke and there's this long silence while the guide is like trying not to be angry you know trying to be a great guide and 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 be very servant i don't
0: think he was too upset at you
1: but that that's that's now
0: we know why you want to buy that orvis h2 is because you feel guilty i do
1: all the stories oh, you can tell on these night. float trips—holy uh, cow,
0: that's crazy! Well, well, those are some of the the differences that you'll face between waiting or
1: floating. Hey, both are both are great techniques we also have some recommendations you think about waiting versus floating Um, Steve what would you say is the first
0: you know the first and this is gonna sound really uh, simple but it's it's really true and that is try it Uh, spend the dollars you know include a float trip I mean if you're spending three or four days in an area uh, include a float trip to give your body a break Uh, and I realize budget determines everything and and nobody has unlimited money but if you can if you can uh, Save up for it. Uh, find one day uh, to take a float uh, because then you'll get those advantages. You give your body a break. Uh, you'll be uh, able to uh, uh, just enjoy,
1: uh, you know, something a little bit different. So the next recommendation simply is to you know bring along your uh, buddy, right, or uh, or make your wife pay half. I don't know, but to split the cost, right? So that that's why you do. That's why we courses. fish together. We really don't <laughs> like each other,
0: but uh, I, I know it's going to be half the price. So I dragged Dave and then he drags me along.
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah, bring along a fly fishing buddy and split the price. You know, I think one of the things about fly fishing, if you want to go and take a trip to a place like a Bozeman, Montana, or out to Washington, or to the, you know, some place on the East Coast it's so expensive if the whole trip is spent with a guide yeah. right mm-hmm. and right. so um, and that makes it very very difficult to, to actually swing the entire trip but if you're if you're out on a trip like this and you have two or three days or four days make one of them a float trip and uh, see if you can split it with someone
0: yeah and that actually leads into another suggestion and that is use this float trip as a way to learn new water that you might want to wade later absolutely how now, many times have we done oh that? we've done that a lot and the funny thing is you'll find is everybody thinks oh man in, in a drift boat you cover all this water that you can't well yeah you can cover that that run three miles down river that you don't have time to walk to but honestly you'll find if you watch drift boats where are they fishing they're not fishing in the middle of the river no, no, they're, no. they're
1: throwing to the bank yeah you know that and and so that's that's what you do i but, remember the first time i fished yellowstone and it's the yellowstone it's so wide and yeah, you're like mm-hmm. okay do i have to wade right out in the middle is that you know just not knowing how to read water and understanding where yep. the runs are, where the the structures are underneath the water and where to and that's just basic uh, learning how to read waters. But um, float trips are great to to find these runs and yeah, they and are we've go done, back and fish them. It's
0: true. We've done that like in the Yellowstone. And I remember one time fishing uh, I think it's that float trip, the first one that we ever did with Bob Granger and that was October of nineteen ninety six. back uh, Back many, many moons ago. And, oh, that was a cold October day. (sighs) It was miserable. You know what? I remember the next spring then walking up uh, from uh, the Mill Creek Bridge, and we we didn't take out there, but we passed that. That was close to where my parents lived. And I remember walking up from the Mill Creek Bridge and fishing some of those areas that we fished, and I caught some trout. So that money that you spend is kind of an investment. You will learn uh, some new water. and, And pay attention. To that notice where the fishing accesses are so you can say hey that that run that was really good you know that's only a half mile uh, above or below this fishing access
1: and I think the final recommendation is you do it because you know you do a float trip just as a way to improve your skills right Uh, Mm -hmm. a good guide will make the money you spend worth the investment Uh, we've mentioned this uh, many times in earlier podcasts we just love fly fishing with guides and the expertise they bring to the float one of the things I learned is not just casting but When they tell you where to cast on a run, they... You start to understand where the fish lie because yeah. they, they know how to do it. And and uh, so I've learned more about reading water yeah. from a mm-hmm. guide in a f- in a drift boat than almost in any video I've ever watched, even doing it myself, even being mentored. You just you just understand how the where the trout sit in the water and and how to drift the fly. So uh, certainly what you learn uh, from these slow trips You're is, right. is a topic. Yeah, you name it. You learn water, you learn
0: fly patterns fly selections you you get individual personalized help, so it really is worth it. Well, all right, that'll do it for today. Perhaps you have some additional insights about the differences between wading and floating. Please share them with us by going to twoguysandariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What differences between wading and floating would be
1: helpful for new fly fishers to understand? You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We'd sure love for you to subscribe to the podcast feed itself on your mobile phone or tablet you'll need to download an app the most common app that people use is podcasts so we publish a new podcast every week and we also publish a new article every week we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed
0: all right thanks again for listening i'm steve matthewson and i'm dave getz until next time we are two guys in a river for the love of fly fishing